Hey everybody, it's me, Eric, from Chip and Eric Read Through the Bible. And it's me, Chip, from Chip and Eric Read Through the Bible. Oh, wow! Yeah. Well, welcome back to Chip and Eric Read Through the Bible. We're both here today. Yeah. And Eric, <laughs> and most days. Yeah, that's true. Today is day 223 today, Eric. It is. Just so you, for, just in case you forgot. And we're going to read Ezekiel chapter 29 through Ezekiel 30 verse 19. Okay. Yeah. I like that. Oh, good. And so I'm in favor. Oh, no. So I'll change. do it. I won't be on strike. Okay, good. Yeah. yeah. Got enough of that going on. That would be a tough one. Yeah. Okay. On January 7th, during the 10th year of King Jehoiachin's captivity, this message came to me from the Lord. Son of man, turn and face Egypt and prophesy against Pharaoh, the king, and all the people of Egypt. Give them this message from the sovereign Lord. I am your enemy, O Pharaoh, king of Egypt, you great monster lurking in the streams of the Nile. For you have said, The Nile River is mine. I made it for myself. I will put hooks in your jaws and drag you out on the, on the land with fish sticking to your scales. I will leave you and all your fish stranded in the wilderness to die. You will lie unburied on the open ground, for I have given you as food to the wild animals and birds. All the people of Egypt will know that I am the Lord, for... To Israel, you, you were just a staff made of reeds. When Israel leaned on you, you splintered and broke and stabbed her in the armpit. When you put your her, when she put her weight on you, you collapsed and her legs gave way. Therefore, this is what the Sovereign Lord says. I will bring an army against you, O Egypt, and destroy both people and animals. The land of Egypt will become a desolate wasteland, and the Egyptians will know that I am the Lord. Because you said, the Nile River is mine, I made it. I am now the enemy of both you and your river for in your river. I will make the land of Egypt a totally desolate wasteland from Migdal to Aswan as far as south as the border of Ethiopia. For 40 years not a soul will pass that way, neither people nor animals. It will be completely uninhabited. I will make Egypt desolate and it will be surrounded by other desolate nations. Its cities will be empty and desolate for 40 years. Surrounded by the other ruined cities, I will scatter the Egyptians to distant lands. But this is what the Sovereign Lord also says. At the end of the 40 years, I will bring the Egyptians home again from the nations to which they have been scattered. I will restore the prosperity of Egypt and bring its people back to the land of Pathros in southern Egypt from which they came. But Egypt will remain unimportant, hmm. minor kingdom. It will be the lowliest of all the nations, never again great enough to rise above its neighbors. Then Israel will no longer be tempted to trust in Egypt for help. Egypt's shattered condition will remain, will remind Israel of how sinful she was to trust Egypt in her earlier days. Then Israel will know that I am the sovereign Lord. On April 26th, the first day of the new year, during the 27th year of King Jehoiachin's captivity, this message came to me from the Lord. Son of man, the army of King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon fought so hard against Tyre that the warriors' heads were rubbed bare and their shoulders were raw and blistered. Yet Nebuchadnezzar and his army won no plunder to compensate them for all their work. Therefore, this is what the Sovereign Lord says. I will give the land of Egypt to Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon. He will carry off its wealth, plundering everything it has, so he can pay his army. Yes, I have given him the land of Egypt as a reward for his work, says the Sovereign Lord, because he is working for me when he he was working for me when he destroyed Tyre. And the day will come when I will cause the ancient glory of Israel to revive, and then, Ezekiel, your words will be respected. Then they will know that I am the Lord." This is another message that came to me from the Lord. Son of man, prophesy and give this message from the sovereign Lord. 
Weep and wail for that day, for the terrible day is almost here, the day of the Lord. It is a day of clouds and gloom, a day of despair for the nations. A sword will come against Egypt, and those who are slaughtered will cover the ground. Its wealth will be carried away and its foundations destroyed. The land of Ethiopia will be ravished. Ethiopia, Libya, Lydia, and all Arabia and all other allies will be destroyed in that war. For this is what the Lord says, all of Egypt's allies will fall and the pride of her power will end. From Migdal to Aswan, they will be slaughtered by the sword, says the sovereign Lord. Egypt will be desolate, surrounded by desolate nations, and its cities will be in ruins, surrounded by other ruined cities. And the people of Egypt will know that I am the Lord, when I have set Egypt on fire and destroyed all her allies. At that time, I will send swift messengers in ships to terrify the complacent Ethiopians. Great panic will come upon them on that day of Egypt's certain destruction. Watch for it. It's sure to come. For this is what the sovereign Lord says, by the power of King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon, I will destroy the hordes of Egypt. He and his armies, the most ruthless of all, will be sent to de demolish the land. They will make war against Egypt until slaughtered Egyptians cover the ground. I will draw, dry up the Nile and sell the land to wicked men. I will destroy the land of Egypt and everything in it. By the hands of foreigners, I, the Lord, have spoken. This is what the Sovereign Lord says. I will smash the idols of Egypt and the images at Memphis. There will be no rulers left in Egypt. Terror will sweep through the land. I will destroy southern Egypt, set fire to Zoan, and bring judgment against Thebes. I will pour out my fury on Pelusium, the strongest fortress of Egypt, and I will stamp out the hordes of Thebes. Yes, I will set fire to all Egypt. Pelusium will be racked with pain. Thebes will be torn apart. Memphis will live in constant terror. The young men of Heliopolis and Bubastis will die in battle, and the women will be taken away as slaves. When I come to break the proud strength of Egypt, it will be a dark day for Taphanes too. A dark cloud will cover Taphanes, hmm. and its daughter will be led away. Its daughters will be led away as captives, and so I will greatly punish Egypt, and they will know that I am the Lord. And that is and our reading we... today. Uh, I'm sitting here waiting for the next part. I'm like, why isn't Chip reading? That is our reading today. That's it, Eric. Yeah, I was just excited. It's all done. You were into that. I wanted to keep you going. Were into, you I were was into, already on April 29th. You were all man. about Bubastis. Yes. <laughs> and yes. Polisium. Well, I'm worried about the men of Heliopolis. Oh, me too. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, gee. Well, anyway. Okay. That, uh, that was a lot of reading about Egypt. Yeah. Doesn't, it doesn't have a lot. It you, was. you don't read too much about Egypt in the later Old Testament, so it's that just is, interesting. That is true. Yeah. Okay. But there they were. Okay. So anyway, what? What does tell us about God, Chip? Great question. Thank you. So I'm going to take a different approach to this. This is based on observation. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Um, so Ezekiel is speaking a a hard word. So sometimes God will have us speak a hard word. Two people. Yes. I mean, I mean, how tough is that? I mean, there was a little hope in there for them somewhere along the line. Uh, yeah, but they forty were, years, but it's still going to be terrible. Yeah, it's still going to be terrible. Yeah. Not, not as good. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. But but still, you had to start with the bad news, you know. And and uh, usually we go to someone, we say the good stuff, and then get to the bad stuff. This is like boom. Yeah, just drops the bad stuff. So you know, um, sometimes God will have us speak a hard word. We see that with Ezekiel and other prophets and other people throughout Scripture. And, uh, and so I think sometimes, you know, we're in a, we're in a very, um, how do I say this? We're in a very wimpy Christianity culture today where we don't say hard things and we call it love. Yeah. 
Yep, you're right. I love you, so I'm not going to say any hard things to you. We would never say that out loud, but that's exactly how we act. That's not the God of Scripture. That's not Scripture that we learn that the Word, the word of God talks about. We are to speak truth and do it in a loving way, mm-hmm. but that doesn't mean we don't say hard things. We, and that's what I, one thing I learned from Ezekiel, but other prophets as well, is that God has them say some pretty tough stuff, and they yeah. know, they just know what's coming. You know, they're going to get blasted for it or thrown in a pit for it or mm-hmm. even killed for it. And so I think we need to be willing as Christians to say hard things, speak hard truths to people, especially today when everybody's soft and fuzzy and things are um, just uh, foggy. we got to bring clarity. And we bring clarity when we speak the Word of God. And sometimes it's saying hard things yeah. to people allowing God the Holy Spirit to hopefully wake them up and give them clarity in the midst of the fog that's out there mm-hmm. I love that and you know I love that and then you know the uh, I'll just mention this briefly because it's not really from the text there's the opposite end that seems smaller today but was larger not long ago where people just kind of enjoy speaking hard truths and they think that like you know, in a harsh way, in an unloving way, and they think that that makes them like more godly because they're they're oh. slamming people. You know, you know what I'm talking in about the, the Pharisees with, uh, and like the yeah. yeah 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 yeah. So they may be saying what's true according to Scripture, but they're also just blasting people and ignoring the character of God. But anyway, okay. love your point today. That's true. I think about that a lot as we read the prophets. It's like, man, these guys had a tough message. To get. And can you even picture their audience? As they're saying these things, it's like, okay. How hard. And most of the time, it's denial. You know, most of the time people are like, yeah, whatever. Like, that's not true. Like with, uh, I think we saw it a lot with Jeremiah, where it was like the other prophets are like, no, he's wrong. It's not that, you know. And that, man, are we living that? You're right. We're living in that today where it's like the churches that are out there telling the truth, you've got other churches that are unwilling to tell the truth saying, oh, no, they're just hateful. They're just bigots. They're just this. They're just that. And it's like. Some of us are trying to love people and, and give them the real gospel, you know. So I think, Eric, sometimes it's easier for us to do it pastoring a church to yeah. say hard things because we know Because people expect it. Well, 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 yes, but also there's people that believe like us that like that. Yeah. They say, yes, absolutely. I'm glad you said that. They cheer us on. But what if you're in a situation sure. where you don't have that? Sure. I've seen that in funerals sometimes when mm-hmm. I point to Jesus. You could just feel like the hardness from people like, no. No, and they just give you that death stare as you mm. proclaim truth like that. But that's more difficult when you get into that environment where you're out of that protection. I think that's such a good point. Yeah, called to share yeah. hard truth. It's tough. Well, it's, it, you know, and part of it is like I remember. I wasn't. I haven't been a pastor that long, so I vividly remember the times that I wasn't a pastor and how mm-hmm. badly I failed with like standing up, like when we owned the gym. Mm-hmm. You know, as business owners in Massachusetts, it was like there were things we couldn't say. There were things, you know, that were true that we weren't able to communicate. And mm. But we could have. Mm. We could have, you know. And we were just kind of held hostage and we allowed ourselves to be there and, and live fearfully of like, okay, well, 
you know, if we say this, then everybody's going to leave. Or if we do that, then every, we're not going to have any clients. And then we're going to shut down. And like, yeah. you know, we didn't, we didn't have to live like that, but we chose to. That's a good point. You, you held yourself hostage, really. Yeah, really. Seriously. Yeah. And that's what we do today. We'd say, I'm not allowed to say that or allowed to. Yes, you are allowed to say yeah, it. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you're allowed to do it. Absolutely. You might get in trouble for it, but you're allowed to do it. God yeah. calls you to do it. You can do it. You and should do it. That's the message of uh, yeah. Jeremiah, Ezekiel, Daniel. That's you know, point. like that's the message of those guys is, mm-hmm. you know, speak the truth in your context yeah. and you don't have to slam people and uh, like it's not our no. l- look I mean Ezekiel is communicating the very words of God God is telling him what to say and he's yeah. saying it verbatim that's God's prerogative if he wants to speak that way that's fine but in the New Testament we see something different mm-hmm. that God comes in person and he doesn't just walk around saying like damned 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 mm-hmm. damned you know, he, he right. invites people to him. So now the truth of God can be received in a much gentler way than the judgment of the nations that Ezekiel describes. But, That's true. You know, so I just think, you know, your takeaway today is just be bold, stand on the truth. Um, sometimes you're going to have to say tough things. But, yeah. but ultimately, if people receive the truth, even a hard truth, they're better for it. Mm-hmm. You know, and this is what God desires from That's us, true. that we speak the truth in love, like That's you said. True. Yeah. So. Good point. Cool, that was fun. Yep, a lot of fun today, everybody. Yeah. Thank you for joining us. Yeah. Appreciate well, everybody out there. Yes. There's a lot of people that are still listening. So Pretty cool. Good job. Way to go. Pretty cool. Very yep. exciting. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. All Time right. to go. Okay. See you later, Eric. See ya. Goodbye. Don't slam the door. <laughs> <laughs> I won't. I'll gently close the door. Thank you. Ka-chunk. going to keep going with this recording until the next episode that's what we'll do we will seamlessly this is their behind the scene peek oh. we will seamlessly okay. get the next episode ready stop and then hit record there okay, we okay. just read yeah we just read uh day two 23 23 yeah ezekiel 29 through 30 19 okay all right and then tomorrow tomorrow we're going to look at ezekiel 30 mm-hmm. verse 20 through ezekiel 32, right? Yep. And page 371, spoken? 371, have spoken. Okay. Yeah, sounds good. That's good. Now you got to say, that's not, not too big. <laughs> no, that's not. Well, though, this one is. This one looks long. Yeah. No, actually, yeah, it's, it's not, not crazy. Yeah. We yeah. can do it. Yeah. Okay. All right. Hey, we'll see everybody tomorrow then.